This is the Rebel Scum Podcast. Available in video on YouTube and audio wherever you listen to your podcasts. Every week, Brock and James talk the latest rumors, news, and theories from a galaxy far, far away. Support us on Patreon for exclusive offers and join the Star Wars discussion. Patreon.com slash Rebel Scum Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. You're always scum. Rebel Scum. Rebel Scum, indeed. And Jimmy, James, I'm alone, solo today. Hi, Heidi. How's it going? Got to talk some Mandalorian Season 3, Episode 4. If you haven't seen it, it's Chapter 20. I believe it's Chapter 20. If I could do my math properly, I'm not a mathematician, but I believe it was Chapter 20. Watched it today. So if you haven't seen it, I highly suggest you uh, don't listen to what I'm about to say. Uh, stay away from me. It was not perfect. It was too short, says Vermont Mike. Hello, Mike. Hello, Dale. General Del Obi. Uh, yes, it was short, but I'm going to be honest with you. I absolutely love that it was this short. Now, I did not love that it was short in the sense that I always want Star Wars to continue going and going and going. But I love that that it was the perfect length that this episode needed to be, right? It never, it never felt to me like it was dragging. It started, there was a middle, and it ended, and that's it. Move on. Now, I could always go for more. Don't get me wrong. But I love this episode. This is episode, uh, like I said, four, whatever, whatever, whatever. And I just, I, I couldn't wait to talk about it. So I wanted to come on here. I want to talk about it. Hopefully you guys comment in the, the, the chat, live chat, comment below, whatever your thoughts on it as well. Because you never know what you're getting with Mandalorian this season, right? This season has been a mixed bag. I've enjoyed all of it, but it's kind of felt like pieces of a puzzle that have been kind of sprinkled in. And now it's kind of like, now I kind of feel like the puzzle is settling a little bit and we're, we're enjoying the ride where it's almost, maybe it's more like Lego than a puzzle. The Peggle's. Pego. Lego's kind of like a puzzle with blocks. But anyway, it feels like we're all, all around there a little bit. <laughs> so I really want to get into it because uh, a few things happened that for me as a Star Wars fan of, of 40 whatever years that, that I really wanted to talk about and get into because one character that I've always uh, loved. Anyway, if you haven't seen it, I'm going to give you a second now. Okay, you got a second, Phil. One character that I've always been a fan of, and I just talked to somebody, I think it was Friday, about this character that I've been a fan of, and most people my age have not been a fan of this character. A lot of younger fans have been, and older fans can't stand the character for the most part, but that's Jar Jar Biggs. Everyone knows where I'm going with this. I've always been a Jar Jar supporter. One of our very first episodes of this podcast, I, it might have been the fourth episode, maybe it was a little later, we did our top five jar jar moments fantasia was a guest on that one it was a top five jar jar binks moments i loved jar jar binks 24 year five whatever years ago when the phantom menace came out i loved jar jar binks then i didn't know what the hate was there was a moment in my like mid to late probably late 20s maybe early 30s where i was like okay i kind of get why people were annoyed with jar jar but I was always a fan. I liked the character, and I was kind of always bummed out what they did to the character and kind of minimize his, his role in the, the prequels. I mean, obviously, he has a big role and blah, 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 but I just, you know what I mean, like, screen time is what I'm talking about. 
The other thing that I absolutely love in Star Wars is Attack of the Clones, which is something that I've talked about often. Even yesterday, I said that was the first one where I was like, yeah, I'm disappointed. Over time, I love it. When I think of Star Wars, I think of uh, that speeder chase with Anakin and Obi-Wan and Zam Wessel. Zam Wessel, shout out, underrated Star Wars character. I absolutely love Zam Wessel. So this episode of Mandalorian seemed to just have everything that I, as a fa- as this kind of fan, wanted. Uh, greedily. I'm greedy. I wanted this. Now, obviously, we didn't get Jar Jar Binks, but we got Ahmed Best playing uh, Dale. You know, you know, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure Dale knows Creekin'. It's like Creekin' Beck or something. Creekin' Beck. The, here's the thing. So, Ahmed Best, who played Jar Jar Binks, gets to play... Everyone's wondering who rescued Grogu, and Grogu's thrown into a an elevator shaft, I guess, and then it opens, and there's a Jedi. And, and of course, that Jedi is Ahmed Best playing Creek on Beck or, or whatever. And, and he's like, you, I, I'm here to save you. I'm here to rescue you. You know, you're a little bit short for a Yoda, Yodeling. So he rescues him. And I was like, oh, that's nice. That's a nice nod. Is he going to die in two seconds and ship him off to the next person? Turns out that doesn't happen. Now that doesn't, that does not happen. Creek on Beck. Dale, you're not helping me out here. Craig on Beck is still alive at the end of the episode. Like, still flat out alive somewhere in the galaxy. Probably dead by the time period we're at now. Obviously, he's no longer with, with Grogu at this point. He's long gone, I would, I would guess. But not only does all this happen, not only is he alive, we get a speeder chase a la Attack of the Clones. It reminded me of that. Now, when they, there are parts of Revenge of the Sith, obviously, that really came out. But there, but this was a very much for me an Attack of the Clones moment where he's speeding through Coruscant. And I really felt that it took me right back to 20, 24 years ago and all that. And, and, and I absolutely adored that we're, that two weeks in a row we're back on Coruscant. Two weeks in a row we get this. And I'm like, this is Star Wars. We're back in Star Wars. We're back in the Star Wars fold. It's, it's for me, and you know, maybe the reason why I'm, I'm nostalgic for the prequels is because I saw the re the special editions of of the original trilogies in the 90s but the prequels were the first star wars movies that i saw for the first time in the theater so there's always that's keller and beck thank you very much uh grogu ended up on a game show for kids on youtube that's absolutely true and so maybe that's it but there's that whole chase where they're on like the the darkwing duck motorcycle and baby yoda's on the sidecar loved it but even beyond that what they did for ahmed best who spent the better part of at least a decade being dismantled and bullied and went out by fans giving that actor the opportunity to be a kick-ass badass jedi and survive order 66 and take out clones and have two lightsabers that this is and this is i think you know lucas aside i think this is that is uh just respect i think it's respect and this is what i always talk what i like to talk about brock and i won't put words in anyone else's mouth but it's it's how favreau and filoni are like here and they have and they respect and i think appreciate the past and they respect and they appreciate uh, the future being the sequels in the Star Wars universe. I think they respect and appreciate all. They might not like all of it. They might not even like Jar Jar Binks. But the reality is that all that exists in this world. And this is an actor who portrayed a role the way he was hired to portray a role. And 
And so the fact that they let him in and to do that and be this kick-ass Jedi was just absolutely phenomenal. Now I'm going to read the chat here. Dale, Heidi says, Dale, I think either Padme or Jar Jar sent the ship. I uh, yeah, because Dale, you mentioned that the people was wondering if Padme called the ship to the rescue. Jedi from the Temple of Beck and Grogu are the only ones that make it to the ship. And the ship was very similar to uh, Amidala's ship as well, right? It wasn't the exact ship, but I think it was very similar. I, I'm a bigger fan. My favorite of all the Queen's ships is the Phantom Menace. I have a little die cast of it. That's my favorite of all the Queen's ships in the prequels. Uh, but I really like the one they were in this one. And of course, Attack of the Clones gets blown up, so you can't, you can't use that one at all. And then Dale says maybe Jar Jar connected with Keller and Beck through the Force and guided him to rescue the... Oh, Dale, don't go there. Do not go there. I mean, look, I don't mean... Jar Jar is probably out of the equation. I said yesterday on the live show that I, I personally would love Jar Jar to return. And we get this. And this might be the closest we get to Jar Jar returning in Star Wars, right? This could be the closest we get to Jar Jar. Because the, the thing with Jar Jar is there's still that element of goofiness to him that I'm not sure they want to touch yet. And that's, and that's really the vocals, right? The voice is what they might not want to touch. But you bring it on the best. And I'm just... I just the appreciation and respect to have to give him that role and then up it with that kick-ass scene and then have him on a killer speech speeder chase and then have him survive and get on the ship and fly like it's just phenomenal like everything about that was like like it was necessary to grogu's plot i know people are like wait i want to see order 66 again shut up you have to with star wars this is part of the past this is how it is and yes nubian and, and so it was wonderful to see it was wonderful to get the actor that they got to do it and it took me back. It, it felt seamless to the, the thing that's phenomenal that no one's talking about because everyone's either talking, either bashing the volume or praising the volume. But what's happening with this show, and Andor is still the best looking Star Wars show, possibly the best Star Wars, show, whatever. All that is, I'm not. This is not what I'm talking about. But what we're getting here is, is the Mandalorian has perfectly seamlessly inserted itself in the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy. When it needs to look like a prequel, it looks like a prequel. When it needs to look like an original trilogy, it looks like the originals. And it does it flawlessly. It's like flawless execution on it. And, and I don't think that's getting talked about enough. Like when they do the prequel stuff, when they go to course on last week, when they go to last week, I mean, might've been a little bit jarring because we went boom, boom. But this one, because it was a flashback, we just, like suddenly went in and it never felt out of place. It doesn't feel like it's part of a different story. It feels like it's part of this universe. And I got to give them kudos because when you watch the prequels and the OT, it's like there's that big difference, right? They're very different from each other in look and style. And for me, it's always been, well, the Empire kind of destroyed the galaxy and that's what made it look all used and whatnot. And this, this show has really just kind of been perfect for me in every way Heidi says uh Misa Jar Jar Binks Misa here to rescue you that would have been phenomenal imagine if they stuck with Jar Jar Binks as that that would have been possibly the greatest moment ever but I am glad it was on my best dual lightsabers unbelievably kick-ass Dale have a great night thanks for joining us here uh I got all the Google answers and I've read your stories though we got to talk about that soon I want you on an Outlander Club speaking of which we're going to be recording an Outlander Club with a special guest coming soon so that'll be up like I said, we've got, so, there's a lot of cool stuff happening on this channel and Digital Charcuterie. We're going to start going back to pumping out, uh, hopefully, fun, entertaining shows, mostly podcast style. 
Unleashed will pro probably just be like me alone. We'll do flying casual again where we'll have Patreon. And now we're also offering, if you're not, if you don't want to go Patreon, you can be a channel member on YouTube. If you want to do that instead of Patreon, and then we're going to have so different uh, groups there. We'll have everyone on Patreon will get the, the link and then different groups on YouTube will get the link as well. And we'll do flying casual and we'll talk about whatever we talk about and we'll get into it. Cause we got like Star Wars is at an all time high now. Like there's going to be lulls, but I think in between the lulls now, we're going to get the excitement of Ahsoka, lull, Skeleton Crew, lull, Accolade, lull. And I think it's going to work like that. So I'm not concerned about uh, running out of things to discuss here. Uh, oh, the scuttlebutt's here. Hello, nerds. Uh, we're going to just spend the next hour praising Kathleen Kennedy, who has done a phenomenal job in every department of everything Star Wars has ever needed from Kathleen Kennedy. And I'm going to go back to this episode of Mandalorian because I, I, so I just, all that, um, at best stuff was for me, great as, as the old Jar Jar fan who nobody can ever believe that I like Jar Jar, but I had the Phantom Menace Monopoly and that's who I chose. It was great to see him like just be the hero because we needed that from Grogu. And then obviously, you know, you cast who you cast to do that. Now let's talk about the Mandalorian of it all. Uh, after all, it is called the Mandalorian. Who is the Mandalorian? It's, uh, it's maybe it's just a race. I feel like, I, like I said, I said this I think yesterday or maybe it was last week, where I kind of feel like the show ended in season two. Like the Mandalorian show ended, Grogu shipped off to Luke. Luke goes bye bye with Grogu, and then they then they came back. Right? It's like when Perfect Strangers moved out of the apartment into the other house. This is kind of like where we are now. We're on like a we're on a like a spinoff of of it in a, in some respect. So that's how I kind of feel where we are now. Like the, the one story is over, we're on to this new story, and it's a bigger story, a much grander story. And it, it was our, this episode was called uh, the Foundling, um, and I it was when it started because at first I was like, oh, it's going to be about that kid. I thought it was going to be about the kid, and it ended up obviously being about that kid. But then when it started, I was like, oh, are we going to be about it's just going to be about Grogu. And I really felt like it was going to be Grogu uh, at the beginning, the way they're doing it. And then he had a little, that weapon, oh, what is it, Singing Birds? Whatever that weapon's called. That, I, was, I just, I saw it and I said, oh my God, the toys, the toys, the toys, the toys. I would put that as an ornament on my Christmas tree. Grogu with his little weapon. And of course, using the force and whatnot. And then his moment with the armorer. They are building to something with Grogu and the Mandalorians. And I think, Heidi, you might be onto something. I think it is what we've always kind of joked and speculated about uh, half-heartedly. I think we might, it might be going in that direction. Who even, who even knows? It was a prequel redemption episode, Heidi is saying in the chat, a prequel redemption. That's what a lot of it felt like. It felt like it's kind of going like, hey, because uh, when Disney purchased Star Wars, the prequels were hated almost, right? Like they were, I mean, it was seven years out no yeah seven years out of revenge of the sith uh they, you know they weren't really loved too too much but as time goes on they're more and more beloved because of the nostalgia reason because the kids back then are growing older and i think they're doing a great job of readjusting their their strategy of star wars to incorporate more of the prequels now if we ever get another star wars theatrical film <laughs> ever I'm curious to see how they're going to 
approach that because in the Force Awakens, obviously there were all the flags and the pod racing flags that were wiped out. And um, Paz Vizsla is Jimmy Kimmel's nephew and Scarif is confirming it. So I need one more source to confirm it and I'll put that to print. That's good for Jimmy Kimmel's nephew. Why not take that role? Who doesn't want to be in Star Wars? And if you're Jimmy Kimmel, use it. Go all the way. This episode with the, uh, I love the creatures in this show. By the way, did anyone else get the Jurassic World vibe at the end of the episode? Was that 100, like did Colin Trevorrow come in to ghost direct the ending of the episode with the uh, the dinosaur and the, the sea, the sea dinosaur, whatever it's called, the Motobushu, that thing coming up to kill the pterodactyl bird. Uh, where are we going with that? Mandalorians are obviously, I mean, they're going to obviously age and they're going to fly them at some point. I got to be honest with you. I'm kind of cool with that. <laughs> I was kind of like, all right, let's do it. They look like they were out of like the John Goodman Flintstones movie. And I was still okay with that. I was like, yeah, they fit in with the Blurg look. So I was, I was kind of fine with that. I don't know if anyone knows what those creatures are called. If you do, let me know. Uh, Space Peter would not be happy with this too. Not at all. They baby Yoda attacking that one creature and then the mythosaur. Something's happened with that mythosaur in Bo-Katan. So is Bo-Katan going to rule Mandalore? Like, is actually going to rule Mandalore? What's going on? There's so many twists and turns. Uh, not like dramatic twists and turns, but fun twists and turns. And and I feel like when Favreau said he hadn't figured out the ending of the series yet and everybody was kind of concerned. Hey, Kayla. Everybody was kind of concerned. I think I'm not so much anymore. I think I would, I think I would have been, especially after like Rise of Skywalker, where it's like, you need to have an ending. And I think Favreau had an idea of it. Maybe it was a Luke Skywalker thing. I don't know. But I think the idea of, of, I think he's got a solid foundation, a solid idea of what he wants to do with the series, kind of like George Lucas had with maybe the Clone Wars or the original trilogy where he's like, I kind of want to do this. And then when the time comes, he'll wrap it up. And I think because of the, the grasp that he has on the characters and the situations and their surroundings, I think you'll find a way to tie it up in a neat little bow or botch it like Seinfeld. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I do have faith though, that even though the ending is not planned, that it will wrap up in a place where it, it needs to. The spinoffs, I don't know, obviously, but I, I do, I kind of have that sense from the way the season is going. And I know, you know, it's been hit with ups and downs, but this season for me, more than the past two, as I, I think I really think this is going to be a sum of all of its parts season. Uh, I don't think it's going to be one that you can judge until we get the whole thing. I mean, you, I mean, it's fair to judge them individually. Obviously, it is a TV show. So if you find one that was lackluster, like I thought, I enjoyed the first two episodes, but I still thought they cut off too soon. Like they, they went and then they just kind of stopped. And you're like, it wasn't even like a cliffhanger. They just stopped. And I was, and those were my critiques of those ones. This episode, being 29, 30 minutes, whatever it was, it still felt like it was a full episode to me. I didn't feel like it needed more. Obviously, I want more, like I said. It didn't feel like it needed more, though. It felt like everything that it wanted to do, it did. And I thought it did it very well. Uh, I thought some of the directing was handled great. I think this was Carl Weathers doing it. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I got the Batman, the 60s Batman was all over the place in this, which I love. And for me, you know, like I said, Andor, definitely the best looking show we've gotten, but there is a certain charm for me with the look that we're getting in this. And that kind of goes into the, the prequels, or the prequels in the original trilogy, how they can go in and out of them almost seamlessly. 
for it. It's not always perfect. I'm not saying that, but I do. I there is a certain charm to it that I get. Like when you go back and you watch the old shows, you know, it's not always perfect, but they're fun and there's something going on there. Uh, it does look the chorus on stuff does make me want to go back and watch more. And or and I think I'm going to because it's uh, for me it's fantastic. Heidi says I have expected a deep fake Sammy Davis Jr. to stick his head through a crevice in the mountain and ask why were they were climbing it. I would have been all on. Could you imagine Billy Crystal coming back as Sam? Well, he I don't think he'd get away with that now. Billy Crystal coming back as Sammy Davis Jr. in Mandalorian, and he puts on a helmet and this is the way. That would be, I love Sammy Davis Jr., by the way. If you haven't read Sammy Davis's book, Why Me? Read it. Phenomenal book. It's just wonderful. Great book. He was such an entertainer. I don't know if you guys sidetracked. Sammy Davis Jr., Rat Pack. Big fans. Big fans. This episode was wonderful, as always. And can I, is it just me or does Bo-Katan's costume look? there's something about it that looks significantly better this season maybe it's just me maybe i'm overthinking but every i think it might be the cinematography the lighting on it there's something about it that it it, it just looks solid maybe she's wearing it more i don't know i i'm really in on it i'm still trying to i'm still i haven't exactly figured out her plot yet like what she is hoping to gain obviously the mythosaur is a big thing um, and the, the, the why I'm tempted not to go down any paths with what her ultimate plan is, is because this show kind of, like even like all these Star Wars shows, they've kind of taken what you kind of expected and then like pulled the rug and been like, we're actually going to go in that direction. And it's not always like a big twist or or even what you want, but they seem they seem maybe Obi Wan didn't really do that, but they seem to like do that where they they steer you in a direction. And I mean, Andor was the king of it, right? You're like, oh, this is going to, oh, he got arrested. What the hell just happened? He's been, he gets arrested halfway through the series. So they kind of have this idea of kind of taking you where you think you want to go. My internet working flawlessly. I live in the woods and it's raining out. I guess that might be a problem. What would you guys rate this episode? Out of 10, if you had to rate it out of 10, guys, everyone in the chat, what would you rate it? Because I said 15 out of 10 on Twitter, but I, I'm a I'm a, I'm a prequelist is what they used to say about prequels people. I love it, but I also love, and I said this yesterday, I'm not, I was never a big Mandalore uh, fanatic in the, uh, in the Rebels days, but I kind of grew on it. Six out of 10, you know, Scarif. You're so negative. I am going to, I'm just joking. No, that's a, I guess it's a, you are very harsh. I know. I would actually, we should get together and discuss it one day. Cause I just want to hear why you hate my opinions on everything. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I can understand. I, I can understand. I haven't actually asked my wife what she thought of it. I think she'd liked it. She liked that it was short because we have a six month old who was like really fussy while we were watching it. Uh, but lots made me smile. Yeah, which I think at the end of it, I, again, though, I think this, this whole season is something that when it ends, we're going to have, that's when we're going to judge it more so. But it, it is fair to be let down by an episode or to be excited by an episode, obviously. But it really feels like we won't know until Joe. It's like Andor, right? Like the first episode of Andor was fine. But when you had all the first three episodes together, you're like, okay, what's up? And that, 
that's kind of how I am with this show where it's like, okay, something's going on. Maybe they should just make movies about Star Wars characters. Maybe. I don't know. feels like that's where uh, Star Wars, I love the TV stuff. I love episodic too, don't get me wrong. But maybe it's time to uh, give me a theatrical Mandalorian movie if you want to go this big. I don't know. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, anything else anybody loved or hated? What, okay, Scarab, what, what was it that you didn't like in the episode? I want to know that and then and then maybe I'll talk about that and then go to sleep. Yeah, I you, uh, I should put I should say what you said so that everybody knows. So you said that after Andor going back to regular Star Wars will be difficult for you. I the helmet is more proportional to the body size of putting okay, that makes more sense. Uh so to your point, yes, going from Andor to this, I can see that uh Andor Andor didn't look I don't understand. Andor was beautiful. It was, uh, and also, I mean, obviously you are older and it was more mature. Uh, you definitely got that. It never felt like it was talking down to you. It, it was, it had this different vibe and I know exactly what you're saying. I, I separate them almost in a way. Um, but it is, I think it's last week. A lot of people said it felt like an Andor episode, but it, it really didn't in, in the fact that it it did because of where they were and some of the discussions, but it was definitely on like a a smaller <laughs> yes older <laughs> we're not twelve uh it but there is something more and there always has been it's more juvenile about the mandalorian there's but there's always has been. So it is kind of going back and forth. It's like going from like Sopranos to, I was going to say my cousin Vinny, but I don't think that's fair. I'm wondering if Grogu was eventually handed off to another Mandalorian after Jar Jar rescued him. And that's why he bonded with Din. Well, he gets saved by Death Watch, right? Grogu or no, Din got saved. (laughs) I've never seen the show. Yeah, you might be right. I mean, maybe that's why he does. Imagine if it was Boba Fett. That could be it. I, I'm not. Who knows? Like, I'm at best. Kriegen Beck is still alive and well out there. At some point, you've got to think he's gonna get slain or something, and then pass him along to somebody else, or he passes him. That, I kind of feel like what they're going to do is they're going to pass Grogu off to somebody else, and and Brecken Meyer is going to stay alive in the galaxy, and then. Maybe we'll get a spin-off show of 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 um, that. That would be wild. Two lightsaber best. That would be uh, something. I don't think we're going to get that. But that I'm not sure though. I don't, I don't know if they're going to kill him off because I could see them keeping that character alive. Now again, for me, it's why there's so many Jedi alive when we get to Return of the Jedi, or you know, like why 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 are all these Jedi alive in the galaxy? We'd love to have you guys on schedule. Uh, yeah, we should totally uh, let's. Let's chat in the uh, the DMs later on. But I'm going to wrap this up. I've been talking alone for a half hour almost. And uh, my, you know, I said, look, I just wanted to come on because as someone who who has been a Jar Jar Binks supporter, the old guy being the Jar Jar Binks supporter, it was nice to see that moment. I really had a lot of fun with this episode. 15 out of 10 for me. I am easily entertain when it comes to Star Wars. Other things, not so much. 
I think it's not so much. But Star Wars, you got me. I do agree, though. Andor, I think, yeah. Go, I mean, Andor set this bar so high on certain things that you, I, that you almost have to take a step back and unfairly, I suppose, forget it. Um, and then Grogu is Favreau's Ahsoka. You could be right. Maybe we'll get Grogu forever. Uh, anyway, guys, thank you so much for watching. Give us a like and a subscribe and blah, 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 all that fun stuff. It's awesome to have you in the chat um, doing this scared less talk for sure because it, it's because one thing, and we joke on, online, but sometimes, you know, you, it's fun to be positive, but you don't, have to, you don't always like everything. And Kathleen Kennedy is the best at her job. All right, everybody, thank you so much for uh, even, honestly, though, what I don't know. I don't work with her or the business. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Have a good night. Um, uh, may the force of others be with Thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. 